This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. This is the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast with Andy Hill, session number 48. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Thank you for listening today, everybody. Before we jump into today's show, I want to take a quick moment to talk about my free guidebook that will help you save $1,000 without leaving home. Yes, my friends, you can save one grand without leaving your PJs. How comfy. (laughs) This free guidebook has three easy steps that take you through the savings process, step by step. If you're interested in saving 1K in three easy steps, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash 1K or go to the resources section on marriagekidsandmoney.com. All right, let's jump into today's show. Each day we're on this earth, we get a fresh opportunity to learn something new. We can learn a new skill, absorb some new knowledge, or improve our understanding about complex topics. This week, I feel like I learned in all three of these areas with my most recent podcast interview on the topic of ADHD. In the past, whenever I heard of somebody with ADHD, I thought, man, that must be really difficult to live like that. Not having the ability to focus intently or carry through everyday tasks, that'd make life pretty frustrating, if you ask me. Now, those things can be true of people with ADHD, but I think my mindset was really in the wrong place. I was thinking of the negatives of ADHD and not the positives. There are people in this world that have taken their ADHD and not only conquered it, but used it to their advantage. They've taken the negative connotation of the word diagnosis and replaced it with the word superpower. (laughs) Here's a short list of extremely successful individuals with ADHD. Just bear with me here. Richard Branson. Yeah, you heard of him? Billionaire business icon. Tony Robbins, life and business strategist. Seth Godin, best-selling author. Jim Carrey, hilarious. Famous actor, comedian. Simone Biles, young Olympic gold medalist. This is a short, short list. The list literally goes on and on. Today, I'm going to add one more superstar to that list. Peter Shankman. He is a successful serial entrepreneur who started, grew, and sold Harrow, help a reporter out, as well as Shank Minds, an entrepreneurial community of business experts. Peter is also a best-selling author, a keynote speaker, a podcast host, an Ironman triathlete, a skydiving instructor, and a father to his four-year-old girl. That's quite a resume. (laughs) As an ADHD awareness advocate, Peter truly believes that ADHD isn't a diagnosis, it's a gift. He has a brand new book coming out in October that shows how he and others with ADHD can be faster than normal. On the show today, Peter and I chat about why he feels so strongly about the positive side of ADHD, 
how he harnessed those positive effects in his life, and lastly, he shares ways that even us mortals without ADHD can become more productive in our lives. If you know somebody with ADHD or you simply want to learn more about getting the most out of your life, you will not want to miss this interview. This one is fast-paced, exciting, and jam-packed full of productivity. Perfect for the busy parent trying to make their family's lives better. Without further delay, let's become faster than normal with award-winning entrepreneurial leader, Peter Shankman. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. We have an excellent guest, Peter Shankman. How's it going, Peter? It is going great. How about yourself? I am great. I am great. It's uh, excellent to talk to you this morning. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? And I understand you've got a brand new book, Faster Than Normal. Maybe you could give us a little bit of background on who Peter is and what this uh, new book is all about. Who Peter is? My God, I have no idea who Peter is. Peter is is is, is an enigma. Um, who am I? I you know I, I'm I'm actually pretty easy. I'm a guy who uh, realized at a very early age that I was different. Uh, I didn't have a name for that difference. You know I, what I learned years later was that it was called ADHD. Back then it was just called sit down. You're disrupting the class disease. And um, over time I realized that I could use sort of the hyperactivity, the speed, things like that that are that are built into my brain. Um, uh, to my benefit, if I knew how to do it. And, you know, I realized that all the things that I was doing uh, subconsciously without even thinking about it, you know, things that seem normal to me and not normal to other people, like doing Ironman triathlons, uh, becoming a licensed skydiver, standing up and giving speeches in front of 20,000 people, um, writing full best-selling books on airplane flights, things like that, that I'm like, yeah, that's that seems perfectly normal. Turns out we're not to the, to the masses. And... <laughs> Uh, you know, I went on my own in 1998 um, as an entrepreneur. It's going to be 10 years next year, and I haven't had to get a real job. You know, and, and, and I, all these things that might freak people out for me was sort of like uh, self-medicating. And um, I realized that 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 you know this gift of ADHD is responsible for a lot of my success. And so I've, I've started and sold three companies. Uh, the most well-known is one called Help a Reporter Out or Harrow, which connects journalists with sources all around the world. That was acquired several years ago. Um, I got five books out, including my latest one, uh, Faster Than Normal, which is based on a an award-winning podcast I have called Faster Than Normal, which, again, celebrates the gifts of ADHD and sort of changes that conversation. Um, it's my first sort of pivot. I used to, I've used i written four books about marketing, customer service, and PR. I pivoted into this ADHD world because I think that we're medicating the hell out of our kids and it's not necessarily the right way to handle it. And so Faster Than Normal, the podcast, uh, 20, 20, 20 minute interviews. Primarily, well, because ADD. And then um, the interviews are with people like Seth Godin, Tony Robbins, uh, Cameron Harold, Scott Jordan, uh, Rachel Cotton, all these people who have done incredible stuff uh, because of, not in spite of, their ADHD. And <clears throat> uh, Dave Needleman of JetBlue, things like that. And so from that came the Fast and Normal book, which drops on October 3rd um, in, and is already the uh, number one uh, book in uh, psychology and AD, in ADHD and psychology sections on Amazon. So um, I, I keep busy. I have a lot of fun. I have a four-year-old daughter and a 17-year-old cat, uh, both, of, <laughs> both of whom seem to have completely run out of f- to give. So it's good. <laughs> That's great, man. That's great. Well, I've had a chance to read Faster Than Normal. Thank you so much for sending it over. Awesome. It is, uh, I'll, I'll just tell everybody, it's 
it's an easy read because you're just enthralled with what's going on. And not only do we feel the pace of the conversation right now and how much excitement you have going on <laughs> in your life, but I also felt that same way while I was reading the book over the past week. So uh, maybe just a little bit, obviously we, we gave a good overview of your life and all the success that you've had so far, faster than normal. What, what can people learn from reading this book about, about your life? You know, it basically, my story is that I, you know, I grew up in a world in the 70s and 80s, 80s, she didn't exist. And <clears throat> all the things that used to get me in trouble in school have now sort of come back to, to help me. And, um, you know, the, the, <clears throat> the premise of having a faster brain is that it's great to have a faster brain, but you have to understand how to use it. You know, if, if you were driving a Honda all your life and someone gave you a Lamborghini, um, if you didn't know how to drive that thing, you'd press, you'd step on the gas and it would react a little differently. You'd probably smack it into a tree. So you need to know how to drive it. You need to know how to drive your faster brain. You need to understand what makes your brain work, what benefits you, what doesn't benefit you. Um, problem is, you know, and look, I'm not anti-medication, but we're putting a lot of kids on medications. Um, at five years old, we're putting them on, on amphetamines and maybe they don't need amphetamines at five years old. You know, maybe they, they, they're a little hyper and active because you know, they're, you know, five. And right. maybe maybe instead of <laughs> instead of doping them up on anti on, on, on amphetamines, maybe we give them protein for breakfast instead of three bowls of chocolate frosted sugar bombs. And then we instead of putting them in front of the TV, we let them run around for a half hour outside and actually get some exercise. And so the the basic premise behind the book is that for people with ADHD, it's sort of the tips and tricks that I've learned to master my life. And for people without ADHD, it's a tips and tricks to gain back four hours a day of productivity into your life. Excellent, excellent. Well, again, I've had a chance to read it. It's not, even I don't have ADHD, but I found it very beneficial for my life uh, and just productivity in, in general. Could you could you enlighten people a little bit about what ADHD is, just for the people who don't know what what it is and yeah, how it affects I mean, people? I'm not a doctor, but from what I've been told, and from what I could surmise on my own, ADHD is essentially our brains produce less of three very important chemicals: dopamine, serotonin, and adrenaline. And those three chemicals are, they do several things. They keep us alive when, uh, you know, in the past we'd be, in, in millions of years ago or thousands of years ago, we'd be walking down uh, in the forest and we'd see a saber-toothed tiger. And dopamine, adrenaline, and serotonin would be the drugs that would teach our, would be the chemicals that would tell our lizard brain, don't go and pet that. It's dangerous. Um, over time, as we evolved into who we are now, it tells us don't. Uh, walk down the uh, that street where those guys seem to be playing with guns or knives. That's not a good place to be. Um, <clears throat> but they're also the chemicals that allow us to do things like focus when we have to sit down and write some crap TPS reports for three hours, right? Or uh, they're, they're the chemicals that allow us to um, do the things we don't like to do, sit in a meeting and listen to someone boring drone on and on and on. And so in, because we don't make enough of those, if we don't figure out ways to produce more on our own, two things tend to happen. We either tend to get very bored and space out looking for something else to give us those chemicals, or we are put on medication to do that um, chemically or, you know, manually or, or, or artificially. Thank there you. you go. There you go. Um, you know, chemicals are artificially. Now, for me, I've discovered that – and I've taken meds before. Um, I'm <clears> – <throat> I have a prescription for what's called Concerta, which is long-acting, uh, essentially long-acting Adderall. And I don't take it. Maybe I take it once or twice a month. I primarily take it. I call it my expense report medication. When my assistant calls me at 8 a.m. and says, <laughs> if you don't get me your expense reports by noon, you're not getting paid, fine, I sit down. But other than that, I tend to, I tend to get my dopamine and serotonin and adrenaline uh, normally. So, you know, 
at 6 a.m. this morning, I was at a spin class, and I busted my ass for 45 minutes, and I am high as a kite right now, right? It's 8.40, 8.50, I'm high as a kite right now, and I will be for the next several hours. Um, you know, I, I, a day without exercise doesn't end well for me. Um, I, I make sure to eat, try to eat as healthy as possible. I eat clean. I quit drinking several years ago because when you're ADHD, you tend to have two speeds. Your speeds tend to be, at least mine is, my speeds are namaste and I'll cut a bitch and that's it. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have a middle ground. And so I've learned to sort of live my life in such a way that I can avoid the negatives that would otherwise pop up. You know, I didn't have one drink. I wasn't getting drunk and drinking at eight in the morning, but when I'd go out with friends, I would have several drinks. It's mm-hmm. that you can, you, it's the same way. Um, you know, those people who, when they get hungry at night and they say, you know, I'm going to order in a pizza. They have, they order in the pizza, they have two slices of pizza and they put the rest in the fridge. That's called leftover pizza. I have never had leftover pizza in my life. Leftover pizza is not a thing in my world. Right. Right. If there's pizza there, I'm going to eat the pizza, all of it. And so, Again, it's it's that moderation thing. I'm actually wearing a T-shirt today that says "Moderation is for losers." So that the <laughs> it it comes down to simply knowing yourself and understanding how to create that uh, chemistry in such a way that you can uh, focus and do the things you need to do. That it might be easier for normal people to do, but on the flip side, they the, the normal people, whatever how you call it, actually lose out on a tremendous amount of the other. Uh, benefits of ADHD. Mm-hmm. You know, once you learn to manage that stuff, for instance, I am able to, uh, I've literally written my last three books entirely on airplanes to the point where the last one I wrote, I booked a flight to Asia. I wrote chapters one through five on the flight out, uh, went through immigration, came back through immigration, got back on the same plane, same seat two hours later and wrote chapter six through 10 on the flight home. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. I read that in the book. That's uh, that's an crazy, a crazy story, <laughs> but it works. It works for me. And, and you know, when you find something that works for you, it's no longer crazy. Wow. So, so you said you got two speeds, right? So you you got to control those with certain rituals and habits. What 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 things have you implemented in your life? You mentioned uh, uh, exercise and healthy eating. What other things have you implemented in your life that help you to control those speeds and really become faster than normal? So I have um, I have uh, a big closet with. Um, clothes in it in my bedroom and it's only about a quarter full um i have gorgeous suits from italy things like that but all those vests jackets all those sit in another closet in my daughter's room in my closet i have two sides the side on the left says uh office slash travel and actually labeled and the side on the right says speaking slash tv and when i wake up in the morning i ask alexa uh my schedule and she tells it to me and then i say um, okay, I'm going to the office. I'm working all day. So I put on a t-shirt. I go to the, t- the side with, that says office uh, or travel, and it's a t-shirt and jeans. Uh, the other side that says speaking or TV is a button-down shirt and jeans. And that's the only clothes in my closet. Because if I, I basically eliminate choice. Because if I had vests or suits or whatever, oh my God, I remember that vest. That vest was amazing. Jennifer gave me that, that I should look Jennifer up. I wonder how she, it's three hours later, I'm naked in the living room on Facebook and I haven't left the house. <laughs> right? So you have to eliminate choice. Remember the movie War Games? Mm-hmm. It's a great line. The last line of the movie, the computer learns that the only winning move to prevent nuclear war, he says the only winning move is not to play. Mm. And that's what I do. So, you know, I, I eliminate as much choice as possible, whether it's drinking, whether it's uh, clothing, whether it's, you know, I, I have a speaking contract that says anywhere in the world that says I'll speak, you'll pay me and pay my expenses, except in vegas in vegas i have a rider that says the speaker does not have to be on the ground from wheels down to wheels up for more than eight hours 
Because if I to eliminate have, the uh, distraction, yeah, right? And that means I only have to. I can only do noontime keynotes or afternoon keynotes in Vegas. Because if I had to give a morning or an evening keynote, that would mean I'd have to stay in um, overnight. You know, I have to stay in Vegas overnight, night before, night after. <sighs> am I, you know, am I gonna go and like uh, blow my kids' college fund on a blackjack? No, of course not. But um, at the end of the day, um, nothing good comes out of me having twelve hours. Un, uh, you know, unsupervised in Vegas. And so let's most people, that. right? <laughs> yeah. Let's just avoid that. And because of the way I work, it's not going to be one drink and $10 of blackjack. Mm-hmm. So let's just avoid that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it makes a ton of sense. So, so one of the, one of the mo- many exciting things that you mentioned at the top of the show was skydiving. So mm-hmm. why do you like it so much? Obviously you, you like to get the adrenaline rush, but why skydiving? <clears throat> We are surrounded by choices every single day, right? Do I want to eat this or that? Do I want to go here or there? Do I want to do this thing? Or do I want to date her, her or him? Do I want to, every day, choices. Do I want to work on this? Or when I jump out of that plane, my life is simplified to two choices. I'm going to live or I'm going to die. I have to actively make the decision every single time I skydive to live. Life doesn't get simpler than that. And because skydiving is one of those things that is intrinsically not something your common sense tells you to do, common sense is you're sitting at the plane, common sense is, okay, I'm pretty sure this plane can land on its own. You don't have to, no, you're opening the door. You're not, you don't have to open the door. No, okay, the door's open now. You don't have to step out of it. Okay, focus here. You don't have to do this. Because everything in my brain is telling me not to do that. Once it realizes I'm going to do it, it dumps so much dopamine, serotonin, adrenaline into my system that when I land, and basically because it wants me not to screw up, it wants me, you know, with my, my brain's thinking, great, he'll, he'll, he'll stare at the sun, he'll be distracted by it, he won't open his parachute, wonderful. So let's flood him with so much chemicals that he has no choice but to focus. Think about that is that those chemicals, they don't just dissipate. It's not like cocaine. You do a line of coke, that shit goes to your system in 30 minutes. It's out, right? Mm-hmm. Don't mean serotonin and adrenaline that you create in your body. That stays with you for hours. I land from a skydive. I am high as a kite. <laughs> and so I, on, but on good chemicals that I made. Mm-hmm. I sit down after that. I pull out my laptop. I'll write 10,000 words in an hour, in half an hour, right? I'll write 30 blog posts. I'll write whatever. I, it, the amount of creative juices flowing through my head and the deep work focus that I can get from a skydive is like nothing else in the world. Wow. Well, that makes a ton of sense. I, I, yeah. Every time I go for a run, I feel like the exactly. ideas Same are thing. flowing and then you just, you just want to put them down. So that, that makes yes. a ton of sense. The, line, you know, I, the original Point Break is such a great movie. Um, Patrick Swayze, which, by the way, is, today is the anniversary of his uh, eighth, year, eighth, eighth year of his death, actually. And he, uh, wow. he had this great line. Um, but they're at the door of the plane and he goes, 100% pure adrenaline. Some guys snort for it, jab a vein for it. All you got to do is jump. So true. <laughs> Same thing with Ironman triathlons, evidently. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, my, and my logic behind that, I mean, you look at me, you don't think, wow, you're an Ironman triathlete. It's not the first thought that goes through. The first thought that goes through your mind is, wow, you watch the movie Iron Man while sitting on your couch eating popcorn a lot, don't you? You know, <clears throat> but I do it. And, and I joke, my logic is, you know, why suck at one sport when I can suck at three? You know, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> but you're doing it. I am. I'm out there. Actually, I have a half Ironman this weekend, yeah. That's great. So where have you competed? Uh, I did Ironman Cosmo in 2010. I did Ironman Louisville in 2014. That was the only DNF I had in my life. I was pulled off the course at mile 13 
because uh, it was 104 degrees at the start of the race. Oh, man. <clears throat> and I overheated. They asked me my name. I said, Peter. It said Peter on my shirt. They asked me where I was. Uh, they asked me how I was feeling. I said, feeling great. Can't wait to finish. And they asked me where I was, where I was right that moment. I said, New York City, which is a problem because I was in Louisville. And um, they pulled me off the course with about 104 fever. And um, I just, I don't even remember. I was told this. I don't remember any of this. Wow. Okay. My body shut down at like mile 80. It wasn't taking fluids. I was drinking. It was going right through me. Well, I think a lot of people have heard of what an Ironman is, but they don't know what it consists of. Can you talk about what that consists of? It is a 2.4-mile swim, a 112-mile bike ride. And then a uh, 26.2 mile marathon, all within 17 hours. And the general response when I say that from people is, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing coast fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. And use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Wow. So you're you're drawn to these. You're drawn to skydiving. You're drawn to Ironman's for the intensity, the the opportunity to get the dopamine, serotonin in your in your brain, and and getting you excited and getting that high. What what sort of results have come from these intense sports and coming out of that? You said writing books, blog posts. I mean, what successes have come from putting this in <clears throat> yeah, your life? I mean, you know, the, the nice thing about ADHD is that you have, like I said, you have two speeds. You have off and all the way the hell on. And so when I come up with an idea that usually comes from running or skydiving or whatever. I go home and most people they'll do a uh, hey let's do a um, 
let's do a uh, feasibility study. Let's do some tests. I like, okay, let's buy the website domain. Okay, great. It's launched. An hour later, I have a company. <laughs> and that either works or doesn't work. But for me, it's awesome. Because, <clears throat> you know, that, if it works, great. If it doesn't work, I've learned something. Right? I just don't like to waste time. Huh? And the best part is I hire people who are great at doing the things that I'm not. You notice that we didn't set this interview up. You said, hey, I want to do uh, um, an interview. Mm -hmm. And I said, great, talk to my assistant. Not because I'm that guy who says, find my people, but because if I try to schedule this, I will screw this up. <laughs> the whole reason I hired my assistant in the first place was because I got my first overseas speaking gig about nine years ago, and it was in um, Singapore. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. And I buy the ticket like two months in advance, and I get to the airport, and I go to check in. I'm all proud of myself. I'm like, yeah, it's like, where are you going? I'm like, oh, let's go to Singapore. Give me a speech. Yeah, I rock. And the... Uh, or the ticket agent says, go to Singapore. I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. Okay, so there's a ticket to Shanghai. And they go, right, <laughs> go to Singapore. I can't wait. She goes, sir, you bought a ticket to Shanghai. And it started to sink in what I did. And I actually, I was so shocked. I actually looked at her. I'm like, um, okay, are they, are, are they close? Can I rent a car? <laughs> no, sir, they're not. They're about 3,500 miles away. Most of that's over water. She's looking at me like, I'm sure she just wanted to add, you dumbass, you know. <laughs> So that was basically changing that ticket cost about 90% of what I made on the speech. And so, you know, I'm like, I don't know how to, I'm bad at this stuff. Let's hire someone who's not. And so I've had my assistant with me the entire time. And, and to the point where like six months after she started, she actually took right access away from me. Uh, I don't have right access to my calendar. I can't, I can't schedule something. I have to ask her permission. Hey, but it works delegate when you need to, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Well, great. Well, I mean, it sounds like a lot of successes come from all this, uh, this planning, the the intensity from these sports. Let's talk about some of that success. So help a reporter out. Where did this idea come from? It's obviously <clears throat> a, a huge, huge impact on everybody uh, with regard to both on the media side and anybody who wants to be found. Tell us where, tell us where that idea came from. One of the nice things about uh, having ADHD is that I talk to everyone. Um, if you're on a plane next to me, like literally, unless you fake your death, I'm going to know everything about you by the time we land. And I'm not sitting there like saying, hey, look, listen to me, listen to me. I'm actually, I just, I'm an interest, I'm interested in what you have to say. I'm naturally curious. ADHD people are naturally curious. And so I will tell you, um, when we sit down, I'm like, so what do you do? And I'll just let you talk. And I'll be taking mental notes about this. Well, over time, my Rolodex got ridiculously big. For the people under 30 and listening to your podcast, the Rolodex is like Outlook, but it has cards and you turn it. Um, and so I have this ridiculously large Rolodex. And reporters who I'm friends with, because I used to run a PR firm. It's my first job. Uh, my first company that I ran was a PR firm. Reporters would call me, Peter, I'm doing a story on blah, blah, blah. Who do you know? I'm like, oh, yeah, call whoever. Call John. I ran him on a flight last week. He's, I'm doing a story on, you know, shoelaces and how they get. Oh, yeah, John runs the largest shoelace company. I met him on a flight to Tokyo last week. So reporters started calling me. And it started taking more and more of my day. And I'm like, there's got to be a better way to do this. And so I created a, a Facebook group. That we outgrew that in a week. That led to an email list. About a month into that, some company reached out and said, "Hey, we want to. Can we sponsor one of your lists?" I'm like, "Sure. I have absolutely no idea how much to charge you." And within six months, but again, I'm like, "Yeah, let me build a website for it." Next day, I had a website. And next day, you know, next day, next day. P.S. You know, a year later, Harrow was generating a little over a million dollars in revenue from ads. And it was just one of those things that I did. And you know, everyone's like, "Oh, well." God, it was an overnight success. I'm like, yeah, but it was technically an overnight success that took 15 years because I've been talking to everyone and building up this Rolodex since the beginning of time with no real plan on what to do with it. 
And that's, I think, one of the nice things about ADHD and, and, and sort of how I live my life is that I just do things. If they work, great. If they don't work, oh, so what? You know, it was fun. As long as I'm having fun, yeah, as long as I'm having fun, I, I don't see any doubt. As, as long as I'm having fun and not hurting people, I don't see a downside. I think that's a great way to live as an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I heard a great quote once. An entrepreneur is like, entrepreneurship is trying to, uh, is jumping off a cliff and trying to build a parachute before you hit the ground. Um, and I'd add to that, the thing about being an entrepreneur is it, it is lonely. It does get lonely. And you have to, self-care is ridiculously important. And they don't teach you this in entrepreneur school or wherever you go to school. They don't teach you that, you know, yeah, it's great to bust your ass and create something great. But at the end of the day, you're your longest relationship, not your business. And if you're not taking care of yourself first, you know, I, people are like, wow, you're always on the go. You must get such little sleep. I'm like, I sleep eight hours a night and I go out of my way to sleep. I'm up at 345 in the morning because I work out that early, but I am asleep ridiculously early. My, my, I have a daughter, I have a four year old, uh, who's with me half the week each week. And, and, um, I put her to bed at eight. I am asleep by eight Oh five because I'm up at three 45 in the morning. On the days I have her, I'm on my Peloton bike for like two hours in the morning long before she's woken up yeah. because I know that if I didn't do that, I'd have a bad day. I got to get that dopamine. Let's talk about her a little bit. So how, how do you find the balance? You've got so many things going on in your life with triathlons and skydiving and, uh, all the business ventures you're doing. How do you find that balance of being a father and a successful entrepreneur? I think a lot of guys out there would really love to hear your advice on that. She is my number one priority. When I am with her, the cell phone is not out, unless it's take a picture of her. The phone is away, the computer's away. Um, when I am with her, I am focused on her. We're playing, we're doing fun things. I try to find the fun in a in in what she's doing. I, I look at things that she does. You know, why is she putting the blue car through the through the play school car wash before the red car? You know, why? And, and, and the nice thing is that I am a child at heart. I mean, I get to play with these toys with her, and it's just as much fun for me. Okay, we, we had a sing-off the other day where we sang every song from Frozen the entire afternoon. <laughs> I, you know, and after the fourth time, I wanted to put a bullet in my brain, but it was so much fun. Right, singing my ass off with her, and we're having dancing. You know, and I'm very lucky. There's a pool in my building. We go swimming, and it's just when I'm with her, I'm trying to focus on the moment of being with her because I truly enjoy my time with her, and that's just super important to me. Um, You know, and 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 I'm not perfect at it, but I also know that you know when I go to sleep at night, I shut off my cell phone because I know that if someone needs me at eleven o'clock at night, they're going to be able to get me at three in the morning, and it'll be you know it's never been a problem. And so the goal for me is to really have separate those moments, sort of compartmentalize a little bit. And my time with my daughter is precious. The only time I'd ever, I've ever interrupted my time with my daughter is uh, I do TV a lot. And so CNN called me. And um, if CNN calls me, I, I have to go. Because if, if, you, if you say no, they won't call you again. <laughs> so I've, I've brought my daughter. I'm like, Jess, we're going to go to something called the green room. And you know, her first word, it's not green. I'm like, I'm sorry, it's not. <laughs> no, but, but it's not. So yeah, it's, I'm just I'm having a blast. I'm, I'm very fortunate. Well, that's good. So you you play just as hard as a father as you do as an entrepreneur. That's great. That's and I have excellent. Fun. So uh, another portion of your your success here is being a keynote speaker. So when when did you start your 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 speaking gig? It sounds like it's been quite a while that you've been doing this. Um, I have been speaking now for about 15, 20 years, and I love it. I mean, there's something. You know, getting me in front of an audience is, again, it's one of my happy places. I come off the stage and I'm just so high as a kite on dopamine and serotonin. And that's, you know, I do, I'm very fortunate that, that I'm able to do all the stuff that, again, got me in trouble as a kid. Um, 
you know, talking out of turn and talking and making jokes. <laughs> yeah. That helped. That gets me help. That helps me now. It gets me paid. But um, I like speaking in front of audiences. The funny thing is, I like speaking in front of audiences of twenty thousand people or one person. Put me at a dinner party with eight other people or seven other people. I have to make small talk, and I will be in the, the back room playing with the cat. <laughs> I I hate that, you know. And so for me, I really like to um, get up on stage. They interviewed Robin Williams once, and he was talking about his drug addictions, and he said. Uh, they go, why cocaine? He goes, well, think about it. You come off stage after making 50,000 people laugh and you're high as a kite. Wouldn't you want that to continue? <laughs> it's really smart, you know? Um, and, and yeah, I mean, there is just such a great feeling about, about killing a keynote. I, I love it. I'm so, that's my happy place. Being on stage is my happy place. Are you sharing similar topics to what we spoke about today? What, what do you, what do you present? Uh, yeah, I talk about, um, I talk about the, the customer economy a lot. I talk about, I do talk about entrepreneurial self-care. I talk about uh, the social economy, how the next 50 years is going to be run by the customer experience. Um, so my clients range from Saudi Ramco, Disney, American Express, Starwood Hotels. Uh, uh, yeah, tons of tons and tons of companies. It's a lot of fun. Do you have any advice for people who are looking to get into professional speaking just to start yeah, out? Yeah, start talking. Uh, just start talking. You know, call, you're going to do it for free for the first uh, little bit. But once you have like three or four under your belt, don't accept it for free. Start asking for money and they will pay you. Um, keep in mind that, you know, if you're on stage, it's because you know something they don't. There you go. Good advice. Good advice. So, um, there, there's a, there's a parent listening right now, uh, who is hearing all this success from somebody who has ADHD, ADHD, and their, their kid has it as well. Tell, tell them why they should be proud instead of, you know, yeah, your kid's not broken. Your kid is not broken. Your kid is different. And different is the greatest thing in the world. I don't want to be like everyone else. Your, your kid has a much, much faster brain, and they just want to learn how to use it. As long as they can learn how to use it. Uh, it's funny. I just, I just wrote a, a Facebook rant um, uh, last night because someone said, uh, oh, you know, ADHD kids, they're, they're broken. They need to get fixed. I'm like, okay. You know, you want to trigger me? You want to piss me off? That's how to do it. <laughs> so, I mean, I wrote. I wrote, hi, Sandy. You're right about one thing. These children do have great difficulty, and so do adults. And you know why? Because they're told their entire life they're broken. If you were told your entire life you were broken, I doubt you'd be a bit of roses. But what if instead of telling children they're broken, you know, we actually explain to them that being different doesn't equal wrong, and they're actually gifted? What if we explain to them that a faster brain is a great thing as long as it's used properly? What if we teach them how to use it properly, right? What if we, <clears throat> what if we teach them how to do things that give them the, the, the chemistry that they so desperately are, are craving, things like, um, you know, give them exercise and let them run around and not make recess, recess 15 minutes a day, you know? Um, what if we show them there are a lot of people out there like myself, Richard Branson, uh, uh, Tony Robbins, that, you know, people who, who have ADHD and who have used it to their advantage, what if we show them that, that they can do whatever they want and they're not uh, horrible people and terrible people and they're not going to be failures because they're a little different? You know, your, your kid isn't broken. And I, I tell any parent listening, and, and that's why we we, we've had so many psychologists on the podcast who say the same thing. Your kid's not broken. Your kid is different. And, and embrace that difference and, and, and let it grow and, and explain to them that they're fortunate. Yeah, and it not, doesn't seem like it now, but they mm-hmm. are, are going to be awesome. Yeah, not only are they not broken, they're, they have superpowers. Sounds oh, God. Like. <laughs> it's, 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 it's totally. <laughs> well, very cool. Well, you've got this incredible new book coming out faster than normal. When can people expect to, uh, to pick it up? 
It drops October 3rd. Uh, it's currently the number one uh, book in like three different categories on Amazon. You can find it at uh, either faster than normal, faster than normal book.com or just go to any of your favorite uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, whatever, and type in faster than normal. It drops October 3rd. If you buy it and shoot me an email that you bought it, I'll send you a fun little gift. I am Peter at Shankman.com. Excellent. And if people are uh, not readers, but they love listening to this excitement, uh, it sounds like you've got a podcast of the same name. Is that right? Podcast is fasterthannormal.com, and the uh, Faster Than Normal is also coming out as an audiobook. They, they, for the first time, I got to record it, which was kind of cool. Actually, it, it was horrible because it, I had to spend three days speaking really, really slow. <laughs> well, if you use Audible, you can use like the uh, the the slow no, version. Or... Speak slow, talk <laughs> slow. Mo- oh my god, it was horrible. But uh, it's uh, I'm really excited. This is one of the best books. I think the the out of out of all my books, I'm, I think I'm most proud of this one. Well, I've really enjoyed it. I've had about three uh, days to read it, and I flew right through it. So, Peter, uh, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you spending time with us, and uh, best ah, of luck with all your adventures. Time. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Andy. Wow. That was incredibly, incredibly inspiring. I think my favorite piece of advice Peter shared was when I asked him about getting started in professional speaking. I do want to do that in the future, so I appreciated his advice. But his advice was start speaking. (laughs) Simple, but oh so true. This goes for anything, really, really anything in our lives. Whatever it is we are dreaming about, we just have to make the first step. We might fail, but man, we will definitely learn. So stop wishing and start doing. We will learn more and become better just by getting in the game. There are a few other things that I really appreciated about this conversation with Peter. I'm just going to rattle them off real quick. Number one, I loved his advice on eliminating choice. He dives deeper into the book than we did in our quick interview, but Really, our minds are filled with thousands and thousands of decisions each day. If we can decrease these choices, we'll become more productive and less stressed. His closet example might have sounded a bit extreme, but hey, it works for him. Find out how you can reduce the amount of decisions in your day and see how that changes your week. I think you'll be quite surprised. Number two, his success with Harrow was a perfect example of why it's crucial to network. This goes for developing your business or just your social life even. Get yourself out there, meet people, and great things are bound to happen. Number three, even though Peter is one of the busiest guys I've ever spoken to, literally, I mean, I think he probably is one of the busiest guys I've ever spoken to, he puts being a dad at the top of his priority list. When he's with his daughter, he turns off his work life and focuses on being dad. This sentiment is very inspiring to me personally. Finding that balance is difficult. I know you all know it's difficult too, but I'm working on it every day. I I shut off my phone when I get home from work so I can put my full attention on Zoe, Calvin, and of course, my lovely wife, Nicole. Do I do it every night? Of course not. I'm not perfect, but hey, I'm getting better at it. Having routines and habits and rituals They definitely helped me to be successful there for sure. It sounds like Peter works in the same way. (laughs) If you missed some of the resources and links mentioned in the show today, like Peter's new book, I've got you covered. Go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 48 to check them out in the show notes. At that same link, tell me if you or someone you know has ADHD. And if you agree with Peter, that it can help you become faster than normal. 
If this is the first time you're listening to the show and you want more advice on how to win for your family, please subscribe to the podcast today. We're on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. If there's other ones that I need to be on, please email me and tell me because I want to make sure I'm capturing everybody who's interested in this topic. (laughs) Go to your podcast medium of choice and hit the subscribe button, my friends. I would really, really appreciate it. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Winston Churchill. A pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. An optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. Let's all look on the positive side of things and harness our superpowers, everybody. Carpe diem.